0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons with Troy, the podcast. I'm Troy Meyer. This week, I'm happy to welcome back Alan Akaka for another episode of Hawaiian Steel Guitar Talk Story. We're going to kick off this episode with my attempt at playing his arrangement of the classic Hawaiian song, Song of the Islands. If you want to learn how to play this song, we're offering the tablature, jam track, and performance track on my other site, onlinelessonvideos.com. Also, if you're interested in learning more about playing lap steel, dobro, weisenborn, or pedal steel, be sure to check out my site, lessonswithtroy.com, where you'll find lots of downloadable video lessons and lots of free samples, too. I think you'll really enjoy it. Right now, here's Song of the Islands, followed by my interview with Alan Akaka. this edition of Lessons with Troy the podcast. Uh, once again, we're featuring Alan Akaka uh, doing some Hawaiian talk story. So let's go ahead and, and uh, bring in Alan all the way from Hawaii. What's going on, Alan? How you doing today?
1: Aloha, Troy. How's everyone out there?
0: Oh, I'm good. I bet you're busy getting ready for the uh, the uh, Kauai Steel Guitar Fest coming up, huh?
1: Oh, yes, I am. Gosh, it's just on my mind from morning to evening and, you know, tying all the loose ends but we have a great lineup of musicians some of them are are from Kauai. because you know i believe in you know using the local talent because there is local talent and you know they need they need exposure so for the hawaiian steel guitar bringing this up and uh making it more visible and bringing it to the communities you know i i I asked ed punua who is to me the top Hawaiian steel guitars on Kauai, and then there's others. Kirk Smart, who is a very fine artist, and he also plays a Hawaiian steel guitar, and he owns a music store in Honolulu. So if you're ever in Honolulu, go check him out. Nice. And uh, uh, one of my students is is playing. He 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 has his own group on Kauai. His name is Kili Paki Vaughn. and so I'm eager to hear he him and his group perform. And then coming over from Honolulu are the likes of Bobby Ngano, Jeff Ahoy, Greg Sardina, and, and myself. And so, so you know, we're looking forward to, to having a great time on Kauai. And, um, you know, that concert will occur in the evening. However, throughout the day from 9 o'clock till the afternoon, we're going to have a number of people join us on the open stage. Those who signed up who want to Play. They each have a half an hour to get on the stage and and play the Hawaiian steel guitar. And nice many guy. of them are from the Aloha Music Camp that I'll be teaching that right after the festival is done.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, we're gonna have a party there, and you know, I <laughs> wish if, I could come. <laughs> well, yeah, I wish you could come too. You know how the Maui one is, and this oh, it's is the great. first. This is the first time we're holding one on the Garden Island on Kauai. And um, you know, there's a lot of community support. It's amazing, the people there with all the aloha and so on. But you know, if um, you know, if you can't make it this year, or anybody who's watching this podcast can't make it this year because it's next week. Yeah. Um, but you What's know, you're invited to come again? next year. It'll be on the fifth and the sixth of February. The fifth, we'll have a free uh, workshop and so on. Then after that, a jam session in Hawaiian, we call that a Kanikapila, Kanikap- which means let's play music. <laughs> and, and and that'll go to whenever. Then the next day from nine o'clock on the open stage will feature artists from, from not only Hawaii, but also from the mainland and, and elsewhere. Uh, oh, even Europe too. Really? Somebody from Italy is flying over. No way. And, uh, and then in the evening, then we're gonna, we'll are gonna we have the featured artists. So it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a great day. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing so many friends from that island. Um, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so,
0: like a lot of fun, absolutely. So
1: everyone's invited to come. If not this year, then next year. It'll be in early February of 2017 and every year after that.
0: Nice. So
1: when you're really tired of the ice and the snow, <laughs> Come over to Kauai because I can tell you, if the weather is like how it is outside of my place right now, it is sunny, there's blue skies, there's a light breeze. It's nice, and this is how I walked around all day, even oh, outside. Yeah.
0: So when is the one then in Maui? When, when's that gonna be?
1: That'll be from April 15th through the 17th. Yeah. So that's the middle of April this year. Now, before that, as you recall, because you came for that, we have our Steel Guitar Camp.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which
1: will be this year on the 13th and 14th, Wednesday and Thursday, And just that's, preceding the the festival.
0: And that was absolutely wonderful. I think I told you this in the camp, but I, it's one of the coolest camps you can go to or, or workshops where you're, you're sitting there, you're learning Hawaiian steel guitar, and then you know, you're looking up and out right out the window are all these palm trees and i mean just a beautiful maui uh oh. you know
1: scenery. And, and 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 what about when you um, leave uh, the classroom and you walk towards the beach and what do you see a white sandy beach yes a calm ocean there's molokai island to the right there's lanai island right across and if you're lucky You might even see some whales swimming and breaching wow yeah
0: yeah it was unbelievable
1: yeah and we had a lot of fun
0: and it's set up perfectly too it it, you have tons of time i remember i i was you know i was on midwestern time so i we would end up getting up at i don't know what what time it was we got up five and and we would go and and uh, get a coffee and we had so much time before the workshop and then the workshop, the timing of it was set up perfectly because you had just enough workshop and then you could go eat lunch and you could eat lunch on the beach or in your room or in the uh, the courtyard there. And then you do a little bit more class, but then you have a lot of time to go sightsee. So between, you know, watching all the acts that are playing on stage, if you want to do that, or if you feel like going and driving around the island, which we did that too. I mean, there's... It's, it's really incredible. It's just stuff to do the whole time you're there. Really well, fun.
1: I know you had a chance to go over to the, the east side of the island. I know you wanted to go up Haleakala Mountain, yeah. but you ended up going all the way to the far <laughs> east. And you saw something that uh, that many people love to see, that, that is, you know, um, the beauty, the green greenery, you know, I mean, the, the, the wonderful sights that Maui has to offer. Yeah. You went past Kipahulu. I I think you went into Hanatown. Town.
0: Yeah, we took did the you... old, inadvertently uh, took the old Hana Road at night. We did that like in the morning when it was dark. Um, my wife was driving, and she uh, she drove that that old, whole old uh, what is it road to Hana, the, yes. the old one. <laughs> because we were looking for the uh haleakala the, the we were haleakala this, highway going up yeah yeah we were going to watch the sunrise on the crater and we missed it we missed it by a long shot yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes you did and, and 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 yet you got to see all that incredible beauty yes and and, and sony sites but it, it, it's it, it's a long drive walk if you live you know in the mainland u.s it's not a long drive but you know for us islanders it's a really long drive but you know um there's so much peace and quiet and, and not too many homes buildings or anything or even vehicles on the road
0: yeah yeah it's
1: really 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 nice and you know there's ocean always to the side uh and then the mountain to the other side um it's just nice and then i myself after um one of the classes Went up with a group of friends to the top of Haleakala to watch the sunset. Uh-huh. See this, you know, um, people go for the sunrise, but of course you have to go there really early in the morning, or, or they'll miss it. But if you go um, in the afternoon and take a drive up to the top of the mountain, you can, you know, sit and watch as the sun sets, and that is, uh, you know, there are gorgeous sunsets from from their vantage point, and. You know, I was really surprised to see how many people were there waiting for the setting sun. Um, and and it, it, it's just, you know, um, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's beauty times a, a thousand. It, it, yeah, um, and, and even the drive down, you know, although, you know, by that time you can't see as much. But, you know, you can see all of the middle of Maui and parts of West Maui uh it's nice. it's spectacular
0: and make sure you bring a coat huh it's it's pretty pretty cold uh, up there it gets,
1: yeah oh yeah it gets awfully chilly especially after the sun sets i mean you know they they can have freezing weather up there too uh but but um you know in april it'll, it'll still be chilly up there but you know if you get it there early enough you know you can go to the rim and you know um yeah. You, you know, be awed by, by the beauty of Haleakalā. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, yeah. You, know,
1: you, you know, something else about Haleakalā, too. Uh, you know, if you can get a permit to camp down there. They have two cabins. But it's an awfully far walk, several miles. And, um, you know, you're in high elevation. So, you know, best if you take your time. And it can get awfully warm down there. Okay. Um, and yet it can get awfully cold. As you're hiking and when the fog grows in you can't see anything so you just got to wait till it dissipates but many people go down there and the camp and the camp if you go you know um go to the cabins you know it's like a nice beautiful grassy area i mean it's it's like shangri-la and if you want if you're well prepared for it then instead of coming back to the top to the summit you can actually hike down side of the mountain and end up to where you ended up uh when when you drove around the mountain and that's kipahulu that's also part of the haleakala national park Ah. um but you know that's for those who who know how to hike you know um but it's beautiful it's a long hike however but you know you can tell everybody that you did it (laughs) you know it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it, that, that's Maui um, but anyway yeah, yeah so, so people I, are invited to that too the Maui Steel Guitar Festival so we, we have all these Steel Guitar Festivals lined up the Kauai Steel Guitar Festival in February the Maui Steel Guitar Festival in April we have the Waikiki Steel Guitar Festival in July and I'm working on another Steel Guitar Festival in June that would be on my side of the island, the windward side. Nice, and and, and uh, you know there are plans for for Hawaii Island as well, Hilo and Kona. So you know we're we're working hard to organize these events, and therefore you know you know somebody could come just about any time uh, yeah. throughout the year. You know you pick the right month, and you know we'll have a still guitar festival. Yeah. And so and and um, I guarantee you there'll be a lot of foreign music.
0: <laughs> and the great thing about the, st- <sighs> la- the lap steel is that it's easy to to carry on a plane. You know, it, it fits real nice in the overheads, I've found.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's smaller than the guitar, true. Y- it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Yeah, so so, um, so next week I'll, I'll, I'll be on Kauai, uh, basking in the glorious beauty there.
0: Oh, lucky. Yeah. That's great.
1: Oh, well, yeah.
0: Well, I thought there's something... Something that's been on my mind, as far as uh, maybe having you tell some of our listeners a little bit of some of the history of uh, the the Hawaiian steel guitar. We've talked some about the history of of different um, uh, historical, you know, queens and princesses and things like that. That's very interesting. But I thought that uh, in addition to that, it might it might be kind of cool to talk about kind of. Uh, where did this how did how did it all start? Uh, the the Hawaiian lap steel? Maybe who were some of the um the key players that I know you played with a lot of them too, you know, and you can tell us firsthand stories of of people you, you played with.
1: Yes. So the still guitar, and this has been documented too. Uh Lorene Rymar wrote wrote a book and it's a very good one by a Stream and uh You know, you probably could find it on Google. But but anyway, the story is that back in 1885, a young boy by the name of Joseph Kikuku was walking along the train tracks with his guitar in hand. And he noticed this metal rod, this bolt, in front of the train track. So he grabbed it and he just pretty much, you know, put it over his, his train, you know. And he was just playing with it, you know, and um, and so on. So that was the spark of a new idea of, of playing an instrument in such a manner. And so, you know, he took it home, he, he fussed around with it and so on. Uh, he was also a student at the Kamehameha School, same school I graduated from. And so um, with the guitar and and some hard object, you know, he, he would play melodies at, uh, in the dormitory with all his friends there. And so um, he experimented with different, uh, different objects, such as a pocket knife, a comb, uh, even a, a razor blade that, that was dull. Um, and later his shop teacher, Mr. Padikin, um, made this bar for him. And I don't exactly know what the bar looked like, but he used that and found that to be um, uh, easier to manage and so on. So as time went by, young Joseph uh, left the islands, along with many other young locals, to seek their fame and fortune on the mainland. And with them, they took their Hawaiian music, their instruments, their voices, and their knowledge of songs. And... uh, it was about that time that that Hawaiian music was introduced to the mainland. And uh, I know early on um, uh, there was a production called The Bird of Paradise. And young Joseph was actually uh, a, a steel guitarist, the very first one, of course, to play uh, in the orchestra. And and uh, it, it it was a curious sound. It was one that that people wanted to hear more and more of. So others started playing this instrument, this slide guitar, if you will,
0: around to be was called.
1: This? So that would have been uh, after the turn of the century. Okay. And somebody actually mentioned that. Do you, remem- do you remember Joseph Kekuku performing in Paris with that? that uh, that troupe during the bird of paradise or with that uh, that show the bird of paradise so you know um, so others started playing and so on I, I can imagine the early style me being that you know um, slacky was already established in the island Slacky meaning you know it's more like you know playing um, picking rather than strumming. And it would be sort of like what flamenco guitars would do when picky. But then, you know, slacky would have uh, uh, the bass notes, you know, the, the heavy strings on the bottom, and then play the melody on the top strings. So um, when I heard uh, a couple of early recordings of Joseph Kikuku, and, and they were very rare recordings, because, you know, before that, You know, nobody knew that he had actually recorded something. So the way he was playing it reminded me of a slack key player where he was playing bass notes. uh, And and then he would be playing a melody on the high strings. And I thought, wow, wow, that's curious. Um, So maybe that's what the early steel guitar sounded like. And of course, it was played on an acoustic instrument. This is before the electric guitar was invented. Yeah. And, and uh, so as time went on, uh, there was a fever to learn this Hawaiian guitar. So it wasn't known as a steel guitar. Uh, so people wanted to play the Hawaiian guitar. And so, you know, moving past, you know, there were, there were many uh, key players, movers and shakers. Uh, you know, after Joseph Kekuku's time, there would have been like, Pali Lua, Frank Ferreira. I mean, the list goes on and on. There were groups like the Kalama Quartet and so on. Um, the people I'm most familiar with uh, are like Saho Ope. So we're moving closer to the 30s. Okay. Ope and and Dick McIntyre. And the reason why I'm familiar with Dick McIntyre is because he was my teacher's idol, Jerry Bird's idol. Ah. So, I mean, he learned he learned the song so well. I mean, J- Jerry would tell me, or well, he would darn you know wear out those the grooves in the seventy eights. <laughs> he listened to uh, those recordings so often. But what he did is he learned he copied every single note that Dick McIntyre played, and to the point where, you know, somebody, uh, you know, someone who was teaching Jerry at the time. I don't know which way it went if Jerry was teaching his teacher.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But the
1: teacher says, hey, I have a deal for you. If you transcribe Dick McIntyre's music or so many of them, then I'll give you that still guitar. Well, Jerry did it and he got (laughs) to still guitar and he was a happy camper, a very, very happy camper. So, 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 um, other still guitars, and now we're moving closer to the forties, yeah, okay, andy Iona, uh Sam Koki, um uh let's see uh danny Stewart, um and then there's many others uh uh I- I'm just trying to think of uh, more names, maybe they'll come up later, yeah. and then uh in Hawaii. Uh, and, and, and these are the ones that were on the mainland, uh, living in Hollywood or, or playing at the whole Hotel Lexington. Sam Akia is another name that comes up. He was on the East Coast. Uh, and, and in Hawaii, you had uh, players like um, oh, David Burroughs, who, who lived on the mainland, was musically trained, and he moved back home to Hawaii. And his style was different from the locals, if you could imagine. Uh, but uh, here in Hawaii, uh, the ones that I met, the ones that I knew, like uh, um, like uh, it would have been um, Pua Almeida. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, let's see, Billy Hugh Len, Gabby Pahinui, uh, Barney Isaacs, David Keli'i, now is this
0: what's called would be called the golden age of Hawaiian music around this time?
1: Yep. 40s going into the 50s. Yeah. The golden age of Hawaiian music. And uh the the ones who I idolized, who I listened to a lot, would have been like Joe Zasi from Hawaii Calls, and even J. Kili, who is not as well known, but um you know i uh, he, he was not to swing. And even with six strings, he could make that, that still guitar sing and, and make it rock or swing, I should say. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Jiozasi had a great impact on, on what I do, how I play. And at one time, you know, because I was playing with Sonny Kamahela and Benny Kalama, who also played with Giozasi, uh in Hawaii Calls as well as the Alfred Paca show at the Hawaiian Village. You know, I, I, I would do a lot of Jules' stuff, you know, his, his licks and so on. And it just fit. You know, it worked out really well. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I learned by listening a lot to, you know, the LPs, anything I could find in the in the um, Hawaii State Library that I could buy and bring home and play on my uh, record player, or even going to the House of Music, which was right in the center of the Alamoan Shopping Center, where they had carols where I could take a bunch of albums and sample them, you know, listen to them. And I would stay there for a while. I mean, they knew me there because I would come so often and I would listen to recordings and, 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 and it was great. You know, it, and this is before cassettes became popular before CDs came on the scene. So I could actually listen to all these recordings and, you know, you know, both sides And, 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 um, and that's how I got to know different players, different styles, Be- because you know, I, I you know, I, 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 could hear you know who they were playing with and so on. So you know, I could tell, you know, Billy and style. I, I, I could um, identify, uh, Joseph C style, uh, Barney Isaac style. Uh, you know, you name it. I, you know, even Janelle Keav is steel guitarist, Benny Rogers, his style was easy to identify. Uh, for the Sons of Hawaii, uh, that would be David Feet Rogers. His style was easy to identify, and, maybe, and so may, on.
0: Maybe um, for our listeners, go into some, some detail. Uh, what what would differentiate? Let's just pick a few, like Billy Hu style versus, say, um, Dave, uh, Feet Rogers style.
1: Okay, well, let's see if I can lower my camera. Billy Hulin, first of all, he played a... Uh, a six tuning, and um, can you hear this? Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Good, okay.
1: Yeah, I was stick with sick, th- these five strings, okay? So B- Billy had a, a fast vibrato now. Billy Yulin also lost his left hand in a shop accident in, in, in school. So he wore a glove that had a bar attached to it. So th- therefore, you know, for him, in spite of the handicap, he became a master still guitarist. He was quite fast. But, you know, I, I, I know his problem was doing slants and so, so on because, you know, he had to actually uh, bring his uh, elbow into his side or, or so on. You know what he could do, and you know, and and, and he go, he would go, uh, um, you know,
2: or or or, you
1: know, things like that. Uh, you know, just a faster vibrato, but man, could he play? on and so forth. Now, 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 if you take a um, well, like, Before you uh, change that tuning,
0: what, what, what is uh, that tuning that you're in now?
1: This is an A6 tuning that I have, at least on my top strings, which is a E, C sharp, A, F sharp, and E. And uh. I would I could put an A on the bottom over here, or I could put a C sharp, okay? Yeah, okay. or I yeah. could put a G if I wanted. So I could get a you know, you know, um, a seven, a thirteen tuning. Yeah. So, so I, I I had the opportunity to play with Billy, um, and because mm-hmm. I was a young whippersnapper, you know, and, and <laughs> because he couldn't play any other instrument, so. I played bass. I played bass with him.
0: Nice. nice. And, and
1: and you know he, he taught me things along the way, especially when I played the guitar. Sometimes you know he needed a guitar player, so I would play guitar, and he would say no 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 do it this way do it this way, and it's like kind of amazing considering he doesn't have a left hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you know and you know telling me oh strum like this and so on. You know, but you know, you now he played with some of the top. <laughs> you know, so yeah,
0: yeah,
1: he knew what he was talking about, what he was doing, and so on. Now, David feet Rogers. Okay, uh, let me get back to the tuning I had. <laughs> David Rogers played a lot of um, well. He he played a D tuning, and it was just F sharp, D A, F sharp D, maybe a second D below that, six strings. Yeah, and um, and he did uh, more of uh, arpeggio fills, not just chords like. You know, uh and and, and 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 you know, you played a lot of harmonics and uh, the, the sweetest harmonics too. Yeah. Um uh and, and you know and the, and this there's what we call a Roger style. And the you know, um, David feet Rogers dad mm-hmm. His uncle Benny Rogers and himself—they—they had a very similar style, like you know. And it was a very simple style, but beautiful. Just you you know, for simple traditional Hawaiian songs, it just fits so well. Yeah, really well. You know, um, or even you know, doing you know, you know, little little licks like that. Uh, you know, uh, the Rogers would do things like that, but you know, rather than you know, the Waikiki style, what I call the Waikiki style, you know. The Rodgers were, were not known for doing that.
0: Now, that um, the difference is, at least from what I'm hearing, you're, uh, the, the Rodgers style would be more single notes.
1: Single notes, arpeggios, yeah, broken chords. Rather than... See, that you know I'm playing chords, right? Yeah. Rodgers didn't do that as much. Uh, on rare occasions, he would do some things like that. Yeah, or maybe, you know something like that, but quite simple. Um, and, 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 and so sweet because you got to imagine, you know, here, you know, um, especially the older traditional Hawaiian songs were were very basic and simple two, three, maybe four chords. And, um, you know, uh, just, just playing things like this, you, you know, just sounds so nice, you know, just to, you know, um, just like frosting on the cake.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I'm different, you know, and, and then, well, you know, l- let me go more towards, you know, I here, Barney Isaacs now who played in Hawaii calls. Um, unfortunately I never got to meet Jules, but you know, I did talk to a number of musicians who actually played with Jules. So I, I kind of got to know him secondhand. Yeah. Um, and, 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 um, Benny Kalama, the band leader for the Hawaiian Village and also the music director for Hawaii Cause, actually um, let me use Joseph's double neck uh, steel guitar, his magnetone, the one that he used to use on the stage uh, with uh, Hawaii Calls as well as at the the tapero. And so, you know, I I still have it. I, I treasure that instrument because it has a lot of, what we call mana, yeah. I mentioned mana before—supernatural power. <laughs> I mean, Jules played it, you know. And and so, even yeah. though it, it's not in pristine shape, well, the way I got it, I cleaned it up best I could, and and so on. And I've even used it in recordings. Um, and I even I even uh, brought that double neck with me to Washington D.C. to play uh, for um, for President Clinton.
0: Oh great.
1: So yeah, so you know, it, it means a lot to me. I, I just don't use it as much. Um uh but but I have it and anytime I wanna use it, it's there. <laughs> it's always there. And I can once I get on it I, I feel like I can play Jiu Zi.
0: Yeah, it comes through the strings and yeah,
1: you know, it takes hold of my hands and you know, <laughs> my heart too.
0: Hey but, be- before I forget, um Hawaii calls. Explain to, to our listeners what like when you mention Hawaii Calls, wh- what is that?
1: Hawaii Calls was a program that uh, started in the 30s and it featured um, uh, you know, an orchestra, a Hawaiian orchestra, of course, uh, led by Harry Owens who wrote Sweet Leilani and many other classics that we still do today. Yeah. And uh, w- Webley Edwards was the MC and the producer of, of the show. And it would uh, be broadcast every week, a half an hour show featuring um, uh, artists from Hawaii, singers. And, and they, they would also place a mic where um, the audience could hear the rattle of, the, uh, of some of the Hawaiian implements or the pounding of the, the, the drums or the guards, you know, as if there were hula dancers on stage. Uh-huh. And, um, and the still guitar was the main feature. You would hear that still guitar going, you know. know, And people would be mesmerized by that, you know, like this Hawaiian, Hawaiian guitar sound and so on, especially the glissade and so on. And so, um, It was a big hit around the world. I remember my friends in Japan saying they would run home just in time to switch on the radio. They would sit in front of the radio and listen to Hawaii
2: calls.
1: (laughs) People on the mainland, too. And so it it, it was uh, aired, you know, through transcriptions all over the world, all over the world. And and, and so, you know, um, yeah, Hawaii calls was a big thing. Of course, this is during the age of the radio. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, when television, uh, came on the scene, th- there was a decline in the popularity of 40 calls, uh, and, uh, another thing, rock and roll, <laughs> you know, in the late fifties. And that helped, uh, you know, help push down the popularity of, of the Hawaiian music here in the islands because the young people wanted to play rock and roll, not Hawaiian music. Yeah. And so the still guitar, too, uh, went on the decline and so on. So, that's, you know, my mission today is to, to bring up uh, the, the still guitar again, yeah, bringing it yeah. up to you know, its, its prominence that, that it had before, or, or at least so that more people know it's there. And actually, it's working because people are asking uh, about the still guitar. They're wanting to take lessons to learn more about the still guitar um I mean, I just got a call from somebody in New Jersey who, who wants to take lessons. Okay. Oh, great. You know, so I mean I have students all over the world. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it's it's just that people still want they, they, they love the sound of the Hawaiian still guitar. Definitely. Yeah and
0: the, yeah, and I know that I did a search for Hawaii calls on iTunes and there's several of the uh of the albums or shows or whatever on iTunes that people are
1: Out there, and, 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 I, and I got to know and, and play with many of those Hawaii Calls artists. I mean, this I, I was still young, you know, just getting started in the music business, but yeah. they were still around, so I was lucky I got in at the right time. But let me play this song that, that uh, you know uh, people may have heard on Hawaii Calls. It's called Nale o Hawaii, it goes like this. the verses but anyway i have the entire uh tab for this for naleo hawaii song of the islands maybe next time i can even talk more about the song of the islands uh, what the lyrics talk about and so on because it's interesting and, and, and so on and by the way the composer is from the same time as the person who invented the hawaiian steel guitar
0: oh nice nice
1: yeah well, so, so, Naleo, Hawaii. And so I'll, I'll make the tab available
0: yeah, and the yeah, backing we'll have, track too. Yeah. We're going to have that for all everybody listening. That'll be on, um, online lesson videos.com. That's, uh, just do a search for Alan or you can choose your teacher and, and Alan's right there at the top. You'll see a, a banner too. If you're looking on your computer, it'll, it'll you'll see Alan's mm-hmm. face on there. Just click on it and you'll see all the lessons from the uh, the podcasts or the uh, the tablature and the MP3 tr- MP3 tracks from uh, the podcasts that we've done. Uh, yeah. Well, that's fascinating. I wish we had more time to. Uh, yeah, to and learn. I'd love
1: to talk more about still guitars and, and and so on because there were many and you know recordings and and so on that you know uh, if people can find them on YouTube, you know, then uh, I could you know, at least tell them a little bit about, you know, who's playing and so on. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and yeah, I'd be happy to do that.
0: Well, I do. I hear that all the time on, uh, I have Spotify and, and you know, I'll just do a search or it'll, it'll shuffle some some random album on there mm-hmm. and it won't say, it won't have the liner notes. You know, I guess when mm-hmm. you're looking at the albums back and you could open it up and see, you know, CDs, same thing, you know, tapes, but now with, you know Spotify and things you, you, you don't really know who all's I wonder right. who's playing the steel guitar on some of these albums you know yeah uh, yeah I wish I would have wrote it down I would. I could ask you but there's some some old album I was listening to and, and then someday we can
1: talk about the steel guitars today
0: yeah yeah the Bird's Nest and all you guys you right <laughs> right absolutely great
1: well thank you for having me again um, I'm really enjoying this um, and I hope that everyone listening to this um, got maybe something little from what I had to share, and I have a lot more to share.
0: Yes, yes, and we'll we'll keep doing these. These are fun. We we uh, about every every couple weeks we get together and and uh, and we don't really know exactly what we're going to talk about till we uh, till we fire it up. So it's Absolutely. great. So much information. Well, have fun and in, 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 now t- teach me how to pronounce that. Kawaii, right? Kawaii. You got it. Kawaii. And I yes. wish I could be there. I'll, I'll look at flights, but there's—I think it's too late for
1: me to go. <laughs> if you get really cold, I think you'll want to come over. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, thanks, Alan. Appreciate okay, it. Okay. Take care and aloha, everyone.